In today's podcast, I was honored to talk with singer-songwriter Joanna Beasley. Her latest album, Loud Love, is her third full-length album since she started recording her own music without a label back in 2005. We talked about her story of faith, how she approaches building the right team around her. We talked about her time on American Idol back in 2003 and a lot more. You're also going to hear a little bit from me in this podcast uh, about a significant upcoming change to CMB, so don't miss it. That's today on the CMB Podcast, episode 62. What's up? Welcome to episode 62 of the CMB Podcast. My name is Nate Fancher. I'm a singer and an indie artist, and I started this podcast to bring on and promote other artists, other musicians, songwriters, to have conversations about their own journeys of music making and their own stories uh, of songwriting and their process all through eyes of faith. Um, I want to welcome and thank all the first-time listeners to this podcast with the quickly growing amount of podcasts out there today. It's awesome that you would choose to listen to this one, so I do not take that for granted. In fact, I have a gift for you. Um, If you're a songwriter, and most listeners of this podcast are songwriters, you'll find my gift to you pretty helpful. Head over to christianmusicblog.com slash gift to get a free download of how I used Evernote to create a robust organizational system for my own songwriting. Before this system, I was a mess. I went through several systems to keep track of my ideas, but, but nothing would last very long. I'd have little audio files and unfinished songs scattered in a variety of different notebooks, different journals all over the place. And Evernote has made this so much better for me, and my guide on how to use Evernote in your own songwriting will give you a boost because having a simple and organized system uh, goes a very long way for a creative person. Um, And Evernote doesn't pay me for this, by the way. I don't get an affiliate commission at all, but I'm a big believer in this great app for keeping Um, all your stuff organized, and uh, keeping everything in one place, including your creative musical ideas. So in this guide, you're going to discover how I use Evernote to not only keep track of all my ideas as a songwriter, but also have my songs on a trajectory to being completed. I mean, how many of us have unfinished pieces of music uh, that have just been lying there unfinished for for days and months and, and, and even years for some of us? So I'm confident that the Evernote songwriting method will really help you. It's a free PDF and a free MP3, and it's my way of saying thanks for checking out my podcast. So the link for that, again, is christianmusicblog.com slash gift. Again, christianmusicblog.com slash gift.
The show notes for today's episode can be found at christianmusicblog.com slash 62. There you're going to find links to everything discussed in today's episode. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at CMB Podcast. And you can also follow me. My, my Twitter account is at Nate Fancher. And uh, we, we tweet out regular updates there. Um, after the feature segment today with Joanna Beasley, stick around where I'm going to bring you up to speed on an important update and significant change to CMB in the coming weeks. Um, if you've been listening to CMB for some time now, I, I'd love to have you stick around for that because um, it's just an important announcement. So that'll come after my um, interview with Joanna. All right, so Joanna Beasley, she's an awesome indie artist. She's a great example of an artist who is following Jesus and doing the work uh, that she's called to do. Um, Joanna began her music career at an early age with an appearance on American Idol at the age of 16. Uh, she ended up recording her first full-length independent release three years after that, and since then has released two more full-length albums, uh, including her latest album called Loud Love. It's available at iTunes, and you can find her online at joannabeasley.com. Today we talked about her story of faith, her journey as an indie artist, how she surrounds herself with a great team that she strategically puts together and builds herself. And we talked about a lot more. Also, uh, you can win a copy of her CD and I'll send it to you in the mail personally. All you have to do is head over to today's show notes where this podcast is posted at christianmusicblog.com slash 62. Leave us a comment in the comments section and you'll be entered into the drawing there. Just say hello uh, in the comments, share your thoughts on today's episode, anything else you'd like to say. And I'll randomly choose a winner from the folks who comment. I don't know if you can hear in the background or not. Uh, yeah, you probably can. I don't know if you can or not. If you can't, I can hear it. Uh, that's my little newborn son, Ian. He is a week old today, in fact. And um, I'm recording this on Tuesday before this goes live. But it's incredible. Actually, Joanna also just recently had her her uh, first uh, baby, I believe. This is my second. We have Miles. You guys have heard me talk about Miles before. He's my two-year-old. But Ian Maxwell was born a week ago, and he's just been an amazing, uh, amazing addition to our family. We're so thankful. Children truly are a gift from the Lord. And, and if you can hear him throughout this episode in the background, um, that's cool. He's just hanging out with me here in my studio as I as I record this. So, all right, let's dive right in. Here's my conversation with Joanna Beasley on the 62nd session of the CMB podcast. Well, it is great to be with Joanna Beasley, and she is an awesome artist. She's put out three full-length albums, and um, we're going to get to uh, talk about a lot of different things, her story as a, as a believer, as a worship leader, as an artist. And uh, Joanna, thank you so much for being on the CMB podcast today. It is definitely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Why don't we start with uh, your story of how you became a Christian, how you met Jesus, and, and then let us know how that connects to music and, and being an artist. Definitely. Well, I feel like most people have this story where they, uh, not most people, but a lot of people where, you know, they grew up in church, they accepted Jesus when they were five and, you know, my Christian school and kindergarten. And, you know, I knew about the Lord all growing up. Uh, my grandpa, my dad, my great grandpa, my uncle, my 
cousin, like uh, like everyone in my family's pastors. So I, I grew up with the knowledge of Jesus. I grew up knowing about him, knowing that he loved me. And I, but I feel like, honestly, like I accepted Jesus when I was five because I, I was like, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> I want to go to heaven. That sounds way better. I'm five. This yeah. is scary. <laughs> so, so that was kind of just like, you know, it just, it was just what you did. It was just part of my life. And so, um, when I, when I was 16, I, I really started to realize like, the weight of my decisions and how they would impact my life like for a lot longer than just right then and I started realizing just that my attitude and my actions like weren't always lining up with what I say about who God is and so I kind of just had this experience where I I was like you know what I'm gonna start reading my Bible for me you know what I mean I'm gonna start like figuring this out kind of for me and so uh, I started doing that and it was awesome that was actually when I auditioned for American Idol and it all just kind of coincided where I started getting to know the Lord more. And then I started doing, I did American Idol and that's like opened the doors for just great opportunities for music. So I started sharing about the Lord, you know, on stage and start singing Christian music along with country and some other stuff. And so honestly, like, I feel like music kind of helped me grow up in my faith because it, it was always like, I mean, it's funny actually when I think about it now, because Right before like every concert we did, I would I would pray and be like, Oh my gosh, Lord, like what am I supposed to tell these people? Like what you know, what what do you want me to say? You know, what am I gonna do? And and it was really neat in the sense that he would always give me words and I was always able to encourage people. I would love the fact that people would come up to me afterwards and just say how this song blessed them or what I said ministered to them. And so that was really encouraging to me to get to realize that my words and my decisions had impact on people's lives, you know, mm. in a positive way. So that was awesome. But I think what kind of happened is I started really developing like this performance-based relationship with the Lord, where like if I was doing these things right and people were being affected in a really good way, then like I was good with God kind of thing. And if they weren't or if I was making bad decisions, um or struggling in like any area at all. Like I would really just condemn myself for that and feel like such a hypocrite and feel like, how can I be on stage talking to these people about God when, you know, I'm doing this, this and this or whatever. And so it, it really, um, and I mean, not that I was like, I feel like most Christians would be like, well, you know, it's not like you were doing drugs or, you know, sleeping around or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it was just this really self-righteous attitude where it was all about, you know, being a quote good Christian and so um when my husband and I got married we were I was telling um I was telling you earlier just when we were chatting that we uh lived in we're both from South Bend Indiana but I lived in Nashville and so we we ended up commuting between the two cities the whole like first two years of our marriage which was really crazy but there was a church called Oasis up near our hometown and so when we were home on the weekends we would go there and it just really rocked our world. Like we started learning about the Lord in a completely different light than we'd ever heard. Uh, when I would read my Bible before, I feel like, and I don't, you know how they talk about in relationships where like guys have blue sunglasses and girls have pink sunglasses and you can yeah. be looking at the same thing. And pink and blue, yeah. Yeah, they're completely different colors. Well, it was, it was almost like that with reading the Bible where like I had been, um, whether it was the way I was raised or just kind of like these cliches that Christians say or songs that I had heard, 
where I just really like perceived God to be this God who um, a was like counting my sins against me. Not that he didn't love me or like, you know, um, die on the cross. I mean, not that he didn't die on the cross for me and made a way for me to be with him in eternity. But like, I really still felt like he was, you know, like the Bible, my, one of my favorite verses, Psalm 32, you know, it says, blessed is a man whose sins aren't counted against him and whose transgressions the Lord doesn't count anymore. And they were talking about when Jesus comes and that's the way he looks at us now. And I just, I didn't get that. And so we started going to this church oasis and they really just did a good job of helping us understand in a tangible way, God's love for us by the way that they treated us. And um, just really started opening the word up for us in a way that was completely um, unadulterated towards like, like for anything, like, um, I guess a better way to say that would be, they really just helped us to look at the, the scriptures from a fresh start and not like, look, read something and perceive it based off like past experience, Mm -hmm. or what someone might have said to us like along the way. And really just helped us like to set aside everything that we thought we knew about God and, and kind of start over. Um, and not in a way that was like, you know, you don't know anything. You don't know who God is. Let us teach you. It was just like, let the scriptures teach you. Read the word. What does the word say? You know, and we really just started getting this revelation of his love for us. You know, everyone says like when you have kids, like it will just blow you away because you'll understand how much more God loves you. And I was kind of like, okay, I've, you know, before last week, <laughs> I was like, I've never had a child before. So I was like, I feel like I've had this crazy revelation in the past few years of God's love for me, but I don't know, I've never had a child. So we'll see. But once we had a child last week, that it was like, it made sense of what they were saying, because it was the same experience that I felt like we had had with the Lord, you know, three or four years ago, shortly after we got married which was his love is so unconditional and so unreal. You know what I mean? That it's there's nothing that we have done or can do or could do to earn his love. And in the same way, there's nothing that we have done, could do, or will do to, to take away his love. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that really um, changed my whole ministry, actually, as well. And it kind of went from this this understanding of, like, kind of do good get good kind of thing or be a good christian to just completely falling in love with jesus because i was so overwhelmed by his love for me and how much he wants to bless me regardless of of what i've done that it i feel like our message is so different now it's it's just we want people to understand that he's a good god and he loves them and he's for them and he's not against them and when you realize that it it's so easy then to to not have those conversations of, oh, I feel like a hypocrite because I'm doing this, this, and this. Because in actuality, you're really not even doing those things anymore because the Bible says His grace teaches us to be godly, you know, which is exactly what was happening. Yeah. So it's, it's music has been such a huge part of me, like, figuring all this out because I feel like I'm, I'm you know, uh, all, I want, all I could think of to say is regurgitating. That's not a very lovely word. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I, I'm tracking with you. Everything that's like being poured in, I'm sharing with these people, you know, and however many there are through music or podcasts like this or on stage. And so um, it's been such a blessing to be able to have this ministry because it's really helped me learn more about who God is in my life, too. That's awesome. 
Well, you, you um, alluded to you just had a baby, so those folks <laughs> listening may not know that. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Congratulations, first of all, on that. Thank you. Um, that's Thank very you. exciting, and, and, and we'll come back around to that. But I wanted to um, – the next question I was thinking about was just honing in on American Idol. You know, we're going back to 2003, right? This is like season two, I think. Yes. And um, Clay Aiken, right? Yeah, good yeah. memory. Okay. Well – you know, I'm a podcast interview guy. I have to research. <laughs> so don't don't praise me too much on my memory because okay. my memory's bad. I have a two-year-old. Um, <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, you were mentioning that, you know, you were really – I loved your story there. You're, you're, you're discovering grace, discovering God on your own and, and, and encountering him and his word. And then meanwhile, you're going on American Idol at the same time. And, and you, you, got, you were a semifinalist, Correct. Yeah, yeah. So I I got cut right before the live portion of the show. So in a lot of and, and you would probably look back and go, what a blessing in disguise, correct? Is, is that right? Do you kind of view it like that, or how do you? Yeah, do it? I mean, you know, it's like you never know what would have happened if you went this way or that way. But honestly, like I feel like the Lord has the, he, you know, He says that He has good plans for us, and all of His plans for us are. Are not to harm us, but to give us a future and a hope. Everyone knows that verse in Jeremiah, you know? Yeah. And we quote it all the time. So I feel like, you know, either way, God totally would have worked it to bless my life. But I am really thankful for the route that it did go because I see the blessings that have come from it, which were, you know, it opened the door for me to do so many other things. But honestly, like it, at that stage of my life, like I wasn't ready for something like, like what I'm doing now. You know right. what I mean? Or yeah. or even at that level, you know, at that stage of my life when I was 16. And I'm just, um, I, I am really thankful, though, for getting to go as far as I did. But I have no regrets with only going as far as I did. So, yeah, I mean, and here we are. Question. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. We're, here we are 10 years later and you've put out three full length albums independently. Um, it was 2005. You, you put out your, your first one, My World, correct? Yes, that was our first one right after I graduated high school, moved to Nashville, and <laughs> it made my first record. It was it was a fun record to make. We had a really good time doing that one. That's cool. Now, when you say we, describe, describe who that is. Do you have a band? Are you working with a producer for each one of these things, the same guy? Or tell us more about the we. I do have a band that uh, travels with me now. Uh, they weren't with me then, but I feel like with music as probably with any career it takes more than just you to do it i mean there are so many different aspects of of and levels of not just the album but then like the marketing and all of the other stuff behind it but the music for sure and so I, i've worked really closely with each producer i've actually not used the same one on any of the three cds um just for reasons of creativity and exploring they've all been unbelievably incredible but um, I've always had a really great producer to work closely with and some type of, you know, manager or person really just rooting for me in my corner, helping me throughout the process. And so um, I guess I always say we for that reason. And, yeah. and also I feel like, you know, my family, my fans, my friends, like are all a huge part of what I do because it's, it's my life. You know what I mean? So they all are involved in it, whether it's, through teachings or through just walking through life together or, you know, listening to a song I wrote and telling me if it sucks or not. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's so important that, that um, artists, especially solo artists, um, get that 
that mindset, you know, that you need a team around you, that you need support. Um, yeah. And so I think a lot of a lot of solo artists struggle in that area who are getting started. You know, they want to do everything on their own. I mean, some folks have that problem. I have that problem. I'm like constantly trying to do everything on my own because I don't want to um, delegate and things like that. But I'd <laughs> love to come back around to the team idea. You said, you know, you mentioned a lot of people there. You mentioned managers. You mentioned producers. Um, whenever you moved to Nashville, what were your goals in terms of you're an indie artist, you're coming into Music City. How did you um, make decisions at that, t- at that time for that? Uh, well, my parents were a huge part of what I was doing. Um, I was only 18, and I come from a family of five, and we're really close. And I think I said this earlier that we're Italian, so it's kind of like family is everything, you know, kind of thing. So it was a really big deal for them to let me move to Nashville. Um, And it was a big deal for me because I decided not to go to college and to pursue music, which was really hard for me because I worked so hard in school. And uh, I loved school. I graduated in the top five in my class. And I mean, I loved it. I still still think about like going back to school because I'm like, I miss calculus and chemistry. (laughs) Like, I don't know why. That's unique for sure. I know. That's definitely unique. Kind of weird, but um, but I guess in going down there, my parents were a huge part of it, but I also had a, a manager who worked at a label, um, a really well-known label, Christian label in Nashville, that was kind of working with me on the, uh, not on the, on the side, he was kind of doing that along with, you know, what he was doing for his job, which was in the PR and marketing department, but um, I really, at that point, I think was so, like, just focused on the music, which I've always been. Like, my husband always teases me. He's like, are you sure you just don't want to be, like, a counselor or something? <laughs> because I, he's like, you're definitely an artist. But he said, you're not the kind of person that's always, like, so focused on you need to do this, 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 and this. Like, um, which I've become that a lot more that way because I've had to figure it out. But um, but i am just always been more focused on, like, the people and, hmm. and singing, you know, and the music. And so... That's um, great. I was just kind of going down there thinking like, okay, this guy wants to work with me. Like he really introduced me to like a ton of different people. And he, our, his goal uh, was that he wanted to like shop the album around and like get a label deal. So that was kind of like the goal with that album. But in doing so, it was kind of like, let's just get the album out. And so I didn't really get to write, I only wrote one song on my first album. And that was kind of something that, um, uh, was really important to me that I didn't realize until after the fact. And so I think at that point is when I kind of realized that after we went through that process, my goals kind of actually started to come to life instead of just like, oh, I want to make a record and get signed to a label and start touring. You know, it it kind of became more of like, hey, what we do really, like every person that's involved in what we're doing is ministering to someone in some way. Like my booking agent, you know, he he's an extension of what we do, you know, and he's like the first contact of the places that we're going. And so the, he sets the tone, you know, and does he get the, the focus and the ministry of what we're doing? And I kind of started realizing that that wasn't happening, like mm-hmm. even with like some of the labels that we were talking to. And so I kind of had to take a step back, uh, which worked out really well because that was around the time I got married. So it was nice to just have, you know, like a year to kind of just lead worship at home and, you know, plan the wedding and get married and stuff like that. Um, and I was hosting a TV show at the time too. So it was kind of busy anyway, but, um, 
it made me realize like, hey, everyone that I'm going to, I don't want to say let, because it's, it's honestly an honor to me to have people work with me, but anyone that, that's going to be like involved in, in what I'm doing in the ministry, I really want to make sure they get the vision of what we're doing that A, people matter, you know, and B, like we're doing this like for the Lord, but to show people God's love for them and to show them how important they are. So my goal, like since then, has really just been, do you get the vision? Like, are you, are you on board? Do you realize that this is more than just like music? You know, which is powerful. I'm not saying music's not powerful, but yeah. it's a lot more of a ministry, I think, than than anything. So our goals have changed a lot, but I've I've had to learn through this process, though, of how to be studious, like without a label. You know what I mean? Mm. There's a lot <laughs> that goes. Yeah, into. I'm thinking about that right now, actually, and I'd love, to, if you don't mind, kind of pull back the curtain and let us see how do you how do you build how do you structure that team around you and what what are the different pieces that you intentionally look for um for for those artists who are listening to this right now who are you know trying to figure that out because they realize you know without a label without a team you have to wear so many hats at least for a little while and then you have to start getting rid of those hats as quickly as possible so that you're focusing on what's important yeah tell us about that Honestly, I think the biggest thing is to allow people the opportunity to speak into your life. And and I think that goes even beyond music. That's just good, like, uh, yeah. principle to live by. So if you're always, you know, uh, just kind of closed off thinking, like, I'm the only one who knows how to do this or I'm the only one who can do this, which I have thought before, <laughs> you know, and I sometimes still struggle with, then it's really hard for anyone to come alongside of you and get involved because you're not allowing them to. And second of all, like maybe your ideas or opinions aren't really quite on the right track because you're really gifted musically, but you might not be really gifted relationally or you might not be really gifted like uh, in making good decisions of promoting yourself or who you work with or discerning like who the person really is, you know, are they putting up a front or not when you go to meet with, you know, a radio promoter or a publicist or somebody that you're going to hire to to be a part of your career. So I think that um, the biggest part is just allowing, finding someone that that wants to speak into your life that is um, noteworthy, that's honorable and respectful, somebody that you respect and appreciate, but also that cares about you a lot and cares about what you're doing for more than just you know, monetary reasons, but because, again, they get the vision of what you're doing. And so I think um, we have, like, the strongest team now that we've ever had, and I think that's because um, I let, I I found that person that, actually, I didn't find them. They just kind of started helping because they wanted to, you know, and asking me questions because they were interested. And um, I found uh, who, he's my agent now. He was my manager. His name's Lucas Miles. Um, he's a phenomenal life coach, actually. He's incredible. Awesome. But, um, which is probably why he's so good at what he does But for me. But um, he's really just done a good job of helping me to, like, see what I need, you know. And as a life coach, I guess that, that makes a lot of sense for him. But just see the different components of what I need and help me to realize, like, you know, hey, you have this product, but are you doing this with it? Or, hey, like, you're spending a lot of time over here. And, like, for example, I'm such a ridiculous person when it comes to spending money, <laughs> like, in buying flights. Like, I want to get, like, the cheapest flight. Like, I don't care if I have to stay the night at the airport. Just stupid stuff, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> which I'm not going to do anymore with the baby. But, um, 
but just silly stuff, you know, like that. He would be like, you spend like four hours trying to find a car to rent when you should be spending like 10 minutes doing this, you know? He's like, why don't you, you know, start having, you know, hire an assistant for a few hours that she'd probably get done like in two hours what takes you 20, you know? Because I'm not good at that, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, okay, so he's been really great at just like practically helping me find good people on my team, Um, like or to find who I need for my team. Um, And also he's really great at like discerning uh, discern having like discernment for for who the who the person is, I guess if that makes sense. But honestly, like when, when I go to shows, um, I feel like half of our team I've met by just doing shows, <laughs> because people cool. will come up to us and want to be and just say like, you know what, like this is really awesome what you're doing. I want to help. How can I help? Yeah. Or I'll get an email a week later or something. Like our booking agent, uh, he did merch for my uh, table at Freedom Fest, which is this festival in Jacksonville. Okay, and he after him and his family helped do that and afterwards he emailed me and literally it was such a sweet email I felt so honored by it he said I I get he he wasn't saying anything negative towards any other artist every other artist was incredible if not better (laughs) than me but he said I got that when you got up on stage it wasn't just to sing at a festival he was like I got that it was different you know you had a heart to really to get a message across to these people and to share like your heart with them. Hmm. And he said, that's really cool. I want to be a part of that, you know? And so he's like, how can I help? And I was like, well, he was a promoter and brought in, you know, concerts. And he was like, Hey, uh, you know, this is what I do. I'm interested in like starting a booking agent. I was like, great. Like, why don't we start there? And so we're cool. trying it out, you yeah. know, and see how it works. So I don't, does that answer your question? No, it's great. Yeah. You're just talking about yeah. your team and I, I love hearing how every artist does it and um, especially how, how the connections are made. That's really unique too. It just, you know, I, I think one thing that comes to my mind, I know that a lot of people get hung up, hung up over is like they have to get everything perfect before they start. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of a perfectionist. I like to say. No, I, I get yeah. it. I feel like I'm sorry. We're gonna say something. Oh else? no, it's cool. I just um, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like I'm. <laughs> I'm. It's so. I don't know what my personality is. You know, like the Myers Briggs. I actually am an ENFP slash J, which this that makes complete sense because I feel like I'm a little bit of both. Where like I have this desire for everything to be perfect, so I'm very OCD about things. But then at the same time, like I can fly like with anything, like. I you could seriously I could show up to church on Sunday and they'd be like our pastor's gone can you preach a message like I've never preached a message in my life I'd be like sure like why not you know and I get up and I preach a message you know yeah. so it's I feel like I'm so kind you're of flexible like, but you're kind of like that unique blend huh yeah I don't it's kind of weird so when it comes to you know my career I want everything to be very much in order and everything to be done right but at the same time I feel like um uh, Lucas actually always says, like, it, it's advance on all fronts, you know, anytime you can advance on all fronts. And so there's wisdom to that because you don't want to, like, overdo it and then not have a good product or, you know, like, maybe you're just maturity-wise, like, you're not ready. Um, I, I uh, oh, this is actually another thing about team. I started uh, a lot giving opportunities for internships for young girls that are interested in doing music and just giving them a chance to work with us and tour with us and kind of raise them up and 
uh, I've let I've had two different girls so far that they're now both doing uh, EPs on their own, and they're incredible. Awesome! I mean, wow, it's just incredible. I can't even tell you how amazing they are. But it was such an honor, like to have them come out because I feel like I really got to pour into their lives. But yeah, that's um, great. I mean, you don't. I mean, that's that's like such a a big part of God's heart to to disciple others. Absolutely. Yeah, which has been. Which has been awesome, and so I feel like having, um, I, I was working with, with one of them just yesterday and just kind of talking to them about, uh, she's not interning with me anymore, but she's working on her EP, and just trying to encourage her, like, you don't, you don't have to push this, like, wait till you're ready, like, if you're not ready yet, that's okay, like, you know, she's 19 years old, she just turned 19, and she's, I mean, she moved, she moved here from Kauai, actually, um, <laughs> And I know, I feel kind of bad for her because we had the worst winter ever <laughs> this year. Wow. We had like over 100 inches of snow. She almost died. Oh, but yeah. um, but I just tried to encourage her. I was like, you know what? If you don't, No one's forcing you or pushing you to be at a certain stage. Like the Lord is going to prepare you. He's going to open the door at just the right time. So, you know, you don't want to have this, uh, this pressured feeling that you have to be at this certain spot by a certain age. And she's like, you know, but like, I'm already 19, blah, 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 and, you know, because she she's going to do pop music, like mainstream pop, because she has a heart to really minister to, to that world and that generation and her generation with a good, positive message. And mm-hmm. so she's, oh, she's going to be amazing. I have to, you have to look her up. Her, her, she yeah, goes by, she goes by Cassie Joe, I think Cassie Joe, right? It's Cassie Joe Johnson is her name, but I think her new stage name is Cassie, Cassie Joe, like K-A-Z-I. Cool. Yeah, um, we'll have to. Does she have something out right now or not? Uh, she has like a like a rough song, I think, up on like her site or Noise Trade. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, we know. we could yeah. Uh, link to that. That'd yeah, but anyway, so awesome. she, I'm just trying to encourage her, like, you know, do do your best, work hard, you know, but don't feel like resist the urge to force it. Like, let it come naturally. If it takes a little bit longer, that's okay. You know, like you want it to be good and you don't want to spend all this money and come out with something that's not that great because you didn't take enough time to Mm -hmm. really make it good. It's just not it's just not worth it. And you pressure yourself because, you know, the days are going by, but no one else does. You know what I mean? These days, it's it's just really not as important as maybe it seemed to be back in the day. But I don't even know if it was that important back then, to be honest. I mean, I I guess it depends on what you're doing, too. But um yeah, I mean, I think Katy Perry, who's like the most popular artist in the world right now, you know, I think I think she's my age maybe or a little bit older. No, she's going to be 30 this year, yeah. actually. Her parents are, are, you probably know this, but her parents are Christian ministers. And they actually, I did a conference with them in Kona, her mom, a couple months ago. And then our church had a conference with them just last week. Last weekend, two weekends wow. ago. No, I I, um, I had no idea that they were believers. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, it's actually amazing, and they're incredible. They love her so much. It's amazing because they're just like, obviously, she's you know making a lot of decisions that they don't agree with, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. they're doing. I really respect them a lot. It just seems like they are just showing her God's love, and they're you know they're still her parents. She's still their daughter, and. So they just keep praying for her, encouraging other people to pray for her, and they're just believing great things for her life. And in the meantime, they have an amazing ministry, you know, obviously completely separate from what she's doing. Um, 
I mean, yeah. obviously, but uh, they're really great. That's so. cool. Well, I know that. Let's talk a little bit about your your latest album, Loud Love, with the single Rooftops. Um, I love it, by the way, um, and that's a great song. Kim Walker Smith of Jesus Culture, I believe she wrote that, right? Uh, actually, she didn't. Um, oh. Lindsay, Lindsay Sweat, and I can't remember the other guy's name off the top of my head, which is horrible. Um, it's probably on the album somewhere. Okay, you should definitely delete this from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, or, or maybe I'll keep it since he said that, because that's fun. <laughs> no, um, it's a great, great version of the song, and Beneath the Waters is one of my favorite worship songs at the moment. We do that a lot at our church, and um, just a great song, and you did, you did a great job. So let's talk about the record, Thanks. and Thanks. and um, yeah, and you worked with Chris McClarney, who's another great songwriter. And, oh, he's incredible. Yeah, tell us about, just tell us about how this album started, where the song choices came from, and, yeah. and uh, what you're doing currently. Definitely. Um, oh, okay, so in a nutshell, uh, I felt actually like Back in 2007 or something, just the Lord told me, I want, I want you to do worship. And I was kind of like, what? Because I, I, my first two albums are like pop, right? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, I've never even led worship before. Like, I don't get this, you know? And, uh, and so I was like, well, if that's what you say, then I guess I'll start walking towards it. So I started leading and et cetera, et cetera. And uh that was right before I got married. Got married, like I shared with you earlier. We started going to the church oasis, which really just changed our life and transformed our marriage, our ministry, our relationships, and all of those things were good <laughs> before, you know. And they just got way better. And so I just really wanted uh, people to see how good God was, and I realized that part of that was in what we say. And when we worship, we're basically saying back to God like what he already says about himself. So it's very important for us to sing words that are true and scripture-based and not emotion-based or assumptions, you know, or cliches, you know. Uh, like, um, I might get some heat for this one, but like I hear people say all the time, you know, well, I believe everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, actually, it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible, but we like stand on it as Christians, you know. And I'm not going to say one way or another or anything about it. I'm just saying that's something that we like, we we would think it's in, like in the Bible, you know, like that. Exactly well, it's word. a cliche, like you said, and people probably say it without really thinking about what it might mean. And Exactly. And those exact and, words are definitely not in the Bible anywhere, but yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I've said that before, like, so I'm not saying like, you know, I, I mean, I literally have said those words before, so... But I, what I started realizing was it's very important for us to speak words that aren't just um, based off our experiences when we worship, but that are based off the true word of God. Because, you know, there are scriptures that we don't always like experience. You know, for example, the Bible says, you know, that by his stripes we were healed, you know, but people are still dying and people still die of cancer. And, you know, and these are, this is like a way deeper conversation that, we would have to go into but the point is is that it's it's confusing sometimes because the bible says this but then you are seeing this with your eyes and it's a little or experiencing this in your life you know Mm. uh like his grace elevates us above our circumstances and and yet you know we still experience pain and what does that look like and so um i just really felt like the lord uh was giving me an opportunity to get to write music that was really going to speak into people's lives as they sung it they would start to realize more about who he is instead of 
what they feel about who he is or what they think about who he is. And so that's kind of where this album was birthed from. And so um, I, we named it Loud Love because I, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this, but literally I just cannot tell you how much God's love completely transformed my life. And like I told you, I've known him since I was five. You know, and once I got this revelation of his love, I mean, everything changed. And so um, my husband actually came up with the title and there's, you know, there's no line in there that says loud love. But every song literally just echoes the truth about his love for us. You know, there are even like from rooftops, you know, I shout yeah. out your name, yeah. rooftops, I claim I'm yours. And I, I, was, I didn't write that song, um, but every other song that we wrote on the album, you know, talks about. He took our place, and not only did he do that, but he gave us his place. You know, he gave us his righteousness in exchange for our sin. And that's really crazy to think that, like, I am righteous. <laughs> you know, even when I'm a brat and <laughs> I say mean things or yell at my husband or whatever, you know, the, the Bible still says I'm righteous. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I awesome. Deserve and so um, that's, like, the 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 base of like where this album came from and so um i'm really excited about literally every single song for that reason because i just want people to know that god's love um it's not about what you do for him it's about what he's done for you and if you can receive that man like you'll start living holier on accident than you ever could on purpose like it'll just happen like yeah that's that's the gospel i mean God, totally. god declares us just in christ he says we're righteous because of jesus not because of ourselves and it's awesome, yeah. Yeah, basically, almost sounds too good to be true, which is the gospel, good news, like you said. So, yeah. um, that's great. So, thanks. yeah. So, tell us uh, what's next for you. You have um, some some gigs coming up. I, I saw on your website you have some travel dates ahead. You just had your first baby boy. Um, it's an exciting phase of life, right. and um, it's so weird. I still can't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us. What your plans are, what you're thinking about now with, uh, you have this, you have this album, I'm sure you're promoting it still and with your single, tell us more. Yeah, definitely. Well, we released Rooftops as our, um, uh, as our, our main single, our first main single, um, just this last year with the video, which I, if, if you haven't got, if you got a chance to listen to or watch the video, excuse me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I love it. I feel like it's the perfect, uh, explanation of loud love. So if you didn't understand what I was saying about the album, have your listeners go check it out because it's just, it's fun. I love that it's worship, but worship is is not just raising your hands. You know, it's life. It's yeah. it's joy. It's fun. It's experiencing friends. It's it's it, There's so much more to it, you know, than singing a song, which is amazing, by the way. But um, so... So anyway, yeah, so that video is really fun. It just really explains a lot about Loud Love. Um, there's a couple more singles I'd like to release, so we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're kind of have some things in the works behind the scenes right now that's kind of happening with some guys that we're working with out in L.A. and um, a few other things. So we'll see, but the the we would have just been kind of like this year once I found out that I was pregnant, decided, you know, we're just going to do as much as we can and then make sure we take a couple months off to just love this baby when the baby comes. And then the baby came two weeks late. <laughs> I have a show next week and I'm kind of like, oh my goodness. Yeah, you're. How is that going to work? You have a very full plate for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I think it'll be good though. It's, it's, um, it's actually close to home. So it'll be a nice test to see just like how it goes. So, um, 
but Rovin, who's our little boy's name, uh, he's been so good. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be awesome. So we plan on taking him on the road with us, but we're going to take another month to kind of chill for a little bit longer so we can get to know him and good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) besides the fact that it's probably crazy not to, and I'm a little crazy, well, probably a lot crazy, but, um, I think just family, family is important. You know, I, Careers are wonderful and ministry is wonderful and it's so important to show people God's love but you have to I mean what's the most important thing that he gives us and what what do we take to heaven with us people you know we don't take things we don't take our jobs you know we don't take anything else and so I feel like it's just really important to get this have have time with your family and time invested in yourself you know what I mean to make sure that you're ready and prepared when it's time to go out So hopefully we'll get another month off and then we plan on uh, jumping back uh, into all the craziness. We got invited to go to Kauai in October and Rovin will be like 10 weeks old. So I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, can you give me a couple days to think about this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, we plan. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You go ahead. We plan on... uh, uh, jumping back into touring though later this fall and uh, then maybe taking a little bit more time off again to start writing for another album which will be exciting awesome yeah 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 Yeah. this was released uh, Loud Love was released was it last year 2013 mm-hmm okay yep. so yeah it's just about time for something new that's exciting I know it's kind of it's kind of crazy like you spend so much time working on the project you know like I started writing for that album back in like 2000 like 10 and it didn't come out until 2013 you know what i mean so you just think and we recorded it in 2012 you know like nine months before we you know released it so um which reminds me chris i know you mentioned chris mclarney he is a riot i just have to say this like he's the funniest person to write with he at like one point one of my friends was telling me who, who wrote uh savannah ellis she wrote on the album with me we were writing for it and I was telling her about my writing session with Chris, and she said, yeah, I had a writing session with him like a week ago. We basically talked for the first hour, and then he said, do you want to go get some cupcakes? And so <laughs> we just went and got cupcakes. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like Chris. It was funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. So hopefully I'll have some more fun writing sessions like that with Chris and Savannah, and we'll just eat cupcakes instead. <laughs> and then... Most of my writing happens in my living room anyway. It ends like I'm just practicing worship and... Yeah. And just kind of just flows. That's fantastic. So. Um, so if you could share one, you know, parting piece of advice for aspiring artists who are listening, maybe they're worship leaders, maybe they're pop singers like the, the young lady you mentioned, Kazzy Joe, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, whoever they may be, they're listening to this and they would love to get some input from you. What would you say to them if it were just one piece of advice? What would you say? Oh, believe in who you are. That's what I would say, because God designed you to be you, you know, and he created you with the gifts that he gave you and not anyone else. And he didn't give you their gifts. So just believe in who you are and who he's created you to be and follow that. I think a lot of times we compare ourselves and it it gets it gets hard to make decisions or to move forward because we're like, well, you know, but does it need to sound like this? And well, what about this song? I like this song. Maybe it should sound more like this song. And you know, or even just feeling like you're not going to make it or you're not qualified to do what you're going to do. Like it's not, you're not qualified, but Jesus makes you qualified. That's great. You know? yeah. So just in who he's made you to be and 
he'll take care of the rest. Awesome, awesome. It's been great to have you, have you on the podcast, Joanna. Uh, one more time, where can folks go to find you online? Thank you for asking. Um, JoannaBeasley.com is my site. We have uh, blogs, news, all sorts of fun stuff on there. Uh, and then at Joe Beasley Music is my handle for all, like Twitter, Facebook. And uh, I've posted some cute pictures of Roven, just one or two. I'm going to get some more, but I'm really bad at taking pictures. I think I just, I, before we got on here, I, I think I saw one on Instagram. Was that your husband holding him? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's super cute, too. So I guess you might want to get online for that reason, too. But <laughs> well, it, 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 For me, as, you know, as we talked about, it made me really excited about our, our number two baby coming on here Yay. pretty soon. So yeah, That's really cool. Yeah, well, tell them to check it out there. We're actually getting ready to open the doors for uh, possibly another internship. So um, we might be opening applications for that soon. Okay, And cool. maybe an assistant, a few other things. We have lots of, of plans coming up for the new album and for touring and, and Baby to be involved in that. And even uh, I have a friend who does uh, designing uh, for fashion. And she, does, she designs some dresses for me for shows and concerts and stuff. She's amazing as well. <laughs> uh, her... Her handle is uh, folk, Folklore Dress Studio, I think. But, um, but anyway, cool. so she, she's kind of like rallying the troops for ideas to do, you know, some baby onesies and stuff like that, too. So we have lots of, like, competitions and opportunities and other things coming up. So, yeah, definitely check us out online. Very, very cool. Well, Joanna Beasley, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. And uh, for everyone listening to this, you can find our show notes today at christianmusicblog.com slash... 62 and we'll have all the links for um, her website and iTunes music everything there uh, Joanna thanks again thank you I appreciate it to win a copy of her awesome album Loud Love head over to today's show notes and simply leave us a comment in the comments section of the blog post for this episode. Um, what are your thoughts on having a team around you if you're an artist? How are you currently getting input from trusted individuals around you? You know, uh, I'd love to hear what you're doing in your indie artist pursuits if you fall into that category. Maybe you don't. Um, maybe you're just a music fan and you love Joanna's stuff. Head over there and join the conversation as well, and um, you might get a great new album out of it. So again, that link is christianmusicblog.com slash 62 and um, head over there christianmusicblog.com slash 62 okay I want to just um, finish today's episode by giving you guys an update on CMB if you've been listening to this podcast for a while now you you know that the subject of music marketing and the business side of being an indie artist has come up quite a lot in fact based on some positive feedback that I received earlier this year um, I started working on a four-part training series in music marketing. And if you're on our email list, you, you've definitely heard me mention that. Um, and a lot of these ideas are from you guys, you know, things that you're struggling with, things that you are um, wrestling with and questions you're asking about. And um, it's, it's funny, this, this four-part training series has turned into a book. And um, it is actually very close to being done. It's my very first book. Um, you know, I'm a musician. I've never really viewed myself as an author, but I'm pretty stoked about it. And throughout the writing of this book, there have been some developments and some new ideas, which is leading to a, a significant change to CMB. 
And um, so I just want to end our episode today with with an important update for CMB. Something I've noticed about CMB has has been just more in my own heart a, a growing desire in me to to simply promote believing artists and musicians, Christian singers, Christian songwriters who not only have great music, but they also have awesome and inspiring stories to share. Um, I love highlighting their music and their journey as artists. And at the same time, I've been seeing this demand for musicians to understand the business side of their art, um, the marketing, the monetization of their content, how to sell their music without selling out, and do it all with integrity. And th- these two these two things are, are requiring focus, I believe. Uh, it's hard to do them both. One focuses on the music and the art of the artist, and one helps to resource, train, and develop artists on their paths as entrepreneurs. Um, for me, up to this point, these two things haven't been mutually exclusive. We've talked about a lot of different things in this podcast, but, but as I've moved forward and I've heard from some subscribers, um, I think it's important that we just really focus on one or the other. And for CMB, um, it just makes perfect sense to really highlight Christian artists. Christian Music Blog is is the uh, the, the title of of the domain name and and the podcast. And uh, many of the many of the subscribers to this podcast are lovers of music, and they enjoy hearing the artist interviews. You know how how they can even apply it to their to their worship lead, leading positions if they're in churches or or if they're music fans and they're just inspired to hear the the behind the scenes story of where their favorite songs come from. And, um, and, and some of you folks, if you fall into that category, you know, heavily into that category, you're, you're not as interested in the business marketing, how to, you know, quote unquote, how to, um, side of it all. So that's why I'm planning to split these two things up more intentionally. Um, I want to focus, um, CMB strictly on doing these interviews and continuing to do what we've done best here on this podcast, which is simply having conversations with people of faith who make music. This particular episode, episode 62, is going to be the last episode for a little while. So until things get relaunched, um, it's going to be the last episode. Not for too, too long, probably a couple of weeks. But um, and, and this is the second half of this update right here. The, the relaunch of what I'm going to do is actually going to be over at natefancher.com, my site. I've had that website for uh, a long time now. 2006 is when I started blogging there. And um, you're going to see christianmusicblog.com. That's going to continue to be there at the domain. But with the links uh, to the podcast, you'll see all those episodes. But the blog posts and all the content, the meat of everything, is going to be in one place at natefancher.com. I've found that it's just too hard to, to manage two websites. And with my my focus becoming increasingly more and more about music and, and uh, resourcing artists and resourcing musicians and highlighting artists... I think it's going to be great to just do it in one spot. Um, ChristianMusicBlog.com will still be there, like I said, but it's just going to be primarily highlighting the podcast. Um, this makes it easier for me to keep it all together in one place. Uh, plus, I have some new music coming out of my own very soon. I'm actually starting a new band, which I'm super stoked about, and you'll be hearing more about that soon. Um, and, and I want to share that journey uh, with you guys and be totally transparent about how the very, the very things that I teach on this podcast, the things that I've talked about, the things that other artists on this podcast have talked about, I want to apply those things to what I'm doing as an artist myself. Um, So that's going to all be in one place at natefancher.com. 
as far as uh, the book that's coming out soon, um, right now my plan is to give it all to see uh, to give it away actually uh, to CMB subscribers to give it to you guys for free when I launch the new site, and that's going to be um, with the new website, uh, a whole new redesign of NateFancher.com along with the new book. Um, and I've actually um, there's talk of another podcast that will go hand in hand with that book and that podcast will really focus on uh, the music business side of indie um, artist uh, music marketing especially related to the internet and that's what the book t- uh, talks about a lot I'm very excited about that if you want to know more about this change or have any thoughts or ideas about anything that I've said uh, I'd love to have you join my launch list head over to natefancher.com and um, you can sign up and I'll be in touch with you right away to let you know more about what's happening there All right. Um, Thanks for bearing with me through that important update. I'm pretty stoked about where things are headed. I believe this will only make the CMB podcast a better podcast to listen to and to subscribe to. So I hope I was clear with all that. You know, let me know if you're confused. Hit me up at nate at christianmusicblog.com or leave a comment in today's show notes and uh, say, dude, that was confusing. Please try to explain it again if that was the case. Awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up episode 62 of the podcast. Don't forget to drop by the show notes to leave a comment so you can be entered into a drawing to win Joanna's latest CD, Loud Love. Just head over to christianmusicblog.com slash 62, say hello, tell us what you thought about today's episode, and be a part of the conversation. All right, my friends, I will see you again very soon. Come sign up for the newsletter to stay informed on the new updates and the relaunch at natefancher.com. Uh, You know, the way I see it, we're just getting started here, and I'd love to have you along for the ride. Adios.